Hey, everybody. Welcome to Breakfast with Bob from beautiful Edmonton, Canada. My name is Bob Abbott. We're brought to you by Master Spas, S-Fuels, Go Longer, Quintana Roo, Hoka One One Form Smart Swim Goggles, Zoot Sports, the original triathlon brand, Premium Plus Sports, and our Challenged Athletes Foundation. Our next guest, two-time Ironman 70.3 world champion, Mr. Gustav Eden joins us. Gustav, it's such a pleasure to chat. Thank you so much for having me here. So last time we were supposed to chat. Kicking off St. George week. Yeah, didn't show up, had a no-show there. Well, you were sick. Yeah, so now it's good to finally be back on the show. So when, in terms of the climate in St. George, that's a problem for you. Yeah, so um, I think I don't handle the dryness too well so coming there i was uh, healthy and really ready to rock the course yes and then i started feeling more and more like uh, symptoms of sickness right and then it like come like a real blown out si uh, sickness with uh, some infection in my mm -hmm. sinus and everything and yeah the climate made me that i couldn't i didn't even get slightly better i just felt like uh, the same the whole week and uh, but you still have some high hopes of to course. be ready on the race day. So I had, ha I had hopes com combined with uh, some doubts, and uh, yeah, the week was not good. What's yeah, not good for me. What's fascinating about that is not that much earlier. I mean, you won the 70.3 Worlds on that course. Yeah, but uh, the climate was a bit different in autumn. It's uh, slightly more humid, even though it's still dry. Right. But uh, yeah, that uh, St. George climate was brutal for me. That must have been such a tough week for you because you know you're in great shape. You know you're ready to rock that thing. Yeah, so uh, I try not to think about it too much. So it's kind of uh, behind me <laughs> now. So now I just look forward. So when, when you win and you surprise people, right? People looked in 2019 when you won 70.3 World Championships in Nice. And what Christian was just saying, hey, Gustav's the guy to beat because he won, you know, he won the Daytona, the 100K. Then he won the last couple 70.3 World Championships. This is sort of his wheelhouse. Is this a great distance for you? Yeah, I think this is a, it's a really good one for me. It's... Um yeah, it's, it's kind of more tactical, right. I think, than in full distance Ironman where you just have to pace your own pace. Here you can kind of play around with other athletes a bit right. more and use like a strong cyclist to kind of, to your advantage. So I think it's a bit more fun race to do. Right. I only do, I did one Ironman and like, <laughs> it is okay, but it's not as fun. So I think like this uh, 100k distance is, uh, it's a good one. So you're, you did one Ironman, Ironman Florida, which you won. What, 5808, 405.10, 234.50, 742.56. First time out, people go, oh my God, this guy, people have been working their whole careers to get somewhere close to that. First time out of the box. Did you surprise yourself? Um, not really. Yeah. I, um, my training volume is like perfect for an Ironman training. Yeah. I just had to switch out some training sessions mm -hmm. and do some more prepping for the full distance. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you are in a good triathlete, I think changing the distance is not, like not a, such a, not big, a big, deal. big deal. If you prepare right, obviously. Yeah. And when, when I look at, again, the World Champions of St. George, 2453, one uh, sub two hour bike ride. When I, I talked to Sam Long, I'm like, Sam, if someone told you that you were gonna you know, ride two hours, and you were going to run what he ran, and you're going to lose. <laughs> he said, there's no way I can lose. <laughs> Nobody's run it riding 158 and running 111, but you did. Yeah, and that course was pretty brutal, also on a run. Uh, the run 
profile was not that like hard in my head going into that race. It was only like the downhill. But uh, like the false flat going up from transition, that was the worst part for me on the yes. course. Because you feel like, and it looks like it's flat, but it's just moving so slow. <laughs> and on the second <laughs> lap, I also had a hail and a headwind, yes. which makes it even worse. But luckily, I had quite a gap down to second, so I could yes. kind of relax a bit. Well, and especially we were right up at mile six, where you guys were taking that turn and coming straight down. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was so steep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. Yeah, that was a steep one. And uh, I remember going down there, and I had... Uh, uh, Tyler Nib right in front of me. Yes. So I just said, okay, I'm going to pass her, but don't run too fast down the hill because now I had such a gap, I would be stupid to do something like crashing or anything or falling. So yeah, just uh, following her and said yes. some encouraging words before we went to the finish line. So when your little town of Bergen has three guys who take what, first, eighth, and 11th in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of, and obviously you, in an ITU race, you guys swept the podium. What's the, what, what happens back home when all of a sudden a country that's not known for triathlon starts dominating? Uh, not much, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have to say that um, I, I'm not like a star back home. Really? I guess most people don't uh, recognize me at all. But now we're going to have our first World Cup in, in uh, Bergen. In Bergen. And it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great to have a home race. So it's going to start with a World Cup. Hopefully it will develop into like a, a World Series race right. eventually. But uh, yeah, racing at home soil, it's something I really look forward to through. Never done it before, so it's going to be great. Well, and it's going to be a sprint distance, which of course works perfectly for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not really prepared for a sprint, but I think it's, uh, it's okay for the first year. Right. To have like a sprint is usually a bit easier to to manage a bit shorter course and um, yeah so it's good good to start off with a sprint so I have to manage my expectations there going from like the full distance season down to a sprint is not yes. easy I tried to do it in Leeds <laughs> didn't really work out for me I think two weeks of uh, preparation was a bit too short so uh, ended up actually finishing last there oh yeah that's so, a little humbling yeah it is humbling but it was amazing anyway because uh, yeah I, most people, like, they had time to share on me. <laughs> so I had a lot of spectators there just shouting my name. The level in the, in the short course is yes. unbelievably high. It's so high. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Well, and speaking of that, Christian was just saying that Kona will be his last Ironman until, you know, after Paris. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so will you be going back to Olympics as well? Yeah. So I have some unfinished business. To yes, do. you do. And the Olympic uh, scene. So hopefully Paris will be even better than Tokyo. I mean, eighth place, it's um, okay, but it's not something. Not in, not in, not, not yeah. in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Goal in, in Paris. That's uh, something I really want to do. I remember talking to Christian in Nice. And saying, you know, I think he, in Rio, I think he was like seventh or something like that. And I said, Dude, that's so cool that your first Olympics is, yeah, but if you're from Norway, yeah. with all of our winter athletes, if you don't have a medal and preferably a gold, nobody cares. Yeah, and yesterday we had uh, the world championship in 1500 meters. Yes. And Jakob Ingebrigtsen came second, and he said he was embarrassed by his performance. <laughs> and, uh, you guys. Yeah. So most people are putting like the um, the bar really high. And yes. Even silver, he says, is embarrassed. That kind of 
Tell us a story. That is unbelievable. So I was looking back in 2017, you know, a couple of DNFs, a 25th, a 26th, a 22nd, and 2018, three DNFs, and a 21st at Hamburg. Uh, and then everything turned around. Yeah, so uh, the first kind of breakthrough race yeah. for me was Bermuda, where we came first, second, and third with a Norwegian yes. squad. That was the coolest. And then I had uh, a long period of sickness, and it turns out I had a really low cortisol levels, and I was pulled out for altitude camp, couldn't really train, was tired all the time, and just had to take it easy for a yes. couple of months. And I was like, not depressed, but when your whole identity is to train and perform and you're not able to do it, you're kind of like missing the purpose of life a bit. Yes. And I was already finished with school, so I had nothing to do in the, in the daily life. And I just felt really, really down. And a little lost, I bet. Yeah, so my identity, I guess it's too much uh, tied up to triathlon. I don't know if that's a good thing. It's a good thing when you perform, but when you perform like poorly, then it's, uh, it could be hard. Well, you question yourself. Yeah, You're like, sure. what's my purpose? Yeah, if if sure. I'm not racing fast, yeah. who am I? Yeah, but then, yeah, I came back and I had one okay race in Hamburg, the sprint distance. Yeah. You but were, then yeah. I like have the best race and the best feeling of my life like ever in Lausanne, the World Cup there. Ever? Yeah, I think ever. I think even better than Nice. I think that's the most insane feeling I ever got. So uh, just, yeah, it was so easy running with uh, Christian and Johnny John Brownlee. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt like I was jogging. I was like, are they fooling around now? Is this like a tactical race? Because you thought they were running so slow. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, if this is a tactical race, I'm gonna play my tactics. And then I just went to the front and went slightly faster and no one could fi uh, follow me. And uh, yeah, that's the most strange feeling I ever had in a race. And I felt like, I could run forever. And yeah, it was such an amazing race. Well, and I, when we saw you at Daytona, yeah. right? At the PTO championship that year, and it looked, you looked that way to me. Yeah. That, okay, he looks like he is so easy right now. Yeah, but that was uh, still not as good of a feeling. Right. But it was still, yeah, amazing. Well, because in Lausanne, there was some, you were sort of questioning yourself. Yeah, and now, going into the race, yeah. And you were able to show, this is, this is what I should have been, should be, this is what I've been training for, yeah. but I couldn't show it because yeah. I've been sick. Yeah, and then my identity came back to me. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you been able to sort of balance that now? Because you don't want your total identity to be connected to my last workout or my last race. Yeah, so I felt a bit the same in St. George. And then even more ice was on me, and I kind of felt... Not like disappointing my sponsors, but uh, you always feel like they are putting a lot of effort to get you on right. the start line. And I, so many fans and friends just wishing me like the best. And yes. I'm trying to do my best to get there, but I'm not able to do it. And even though, like, if it's sickness, it's, it's hard to do something about it. But you always want to do the best for everyone around you. Right. And also my mother came flying in there. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> the first time really she has gone... Um, gone international yeah, to gone come watch your race. <laughs> go watch me race. And yeah, I was just in the bed like the whole week basically when she was there. So um, that was a bit disappointing. But, uh, yeah. but, but Christian won. Christian won. And so that was okay. Uh, yeah. So it was a team victory in the end, even yes. though um, was, I was really disappointed. Well, because you know that you guys train together all the time. 
yeah. and watching him win. Yeah. If you're not going to win, yeah. might as well be him. Yeah, and also Lionel. He's coached yes. by my brother, so that's also kind of so like a team So how does that work? You, know, like, you don't want him, Lionel, to get that good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. So um, I hope Lionel is continuing to improve. Yeah. He's yeah. watching Lionel come in the transition, put his running clothes on, and not go off with the other guys during a bike. Yeah. When Sam and Cam and those guys yeah. go and Sebi go by, you thought he's going to go with them, but he was patient. Yeah. Obviously, your brother's, teaching him, yeah. your brother's teaching him patience <laughs> yeah. and confidence and yeah. just waiting. Yeah. Is, so he's doing was, really, uh, really it well. It was nice look, uh, watching, even though it was not nice not racing. So one of the things that all of us are looking forward to here is we've, you know, a lot of times when you do well, Christian doesn't. When Christian does well, you don't, yeah. right? Or you're not able to start. Watching the two of you potentially with a mile or two left, going, being side by side, yeah. is that something you look forward to too? Uh, hopefully I will have a, a gap on him because, yeah, the finishing mile is so challenging mentally. Yes. And it's really, really, really hard. So, um, but I'm looking forward to the battle for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's going to be exciting to, to race him for real. So last time he had a, a flat tire. Right, at St. George, yeah. Yeah, but I already had a gap on him there, so... Yeah, it's, so the flat didn't matter. You it's, had it's, him already. It's hard to say how it would end without a flat tire. Yes. Here, we'll hopefully, we'll no mechanical, and everyone will be, like, healthy, fit to race, and it's going to be a real honest battle. Well, and I hear that Casper is training all out for Bergen. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to take yeah. you two down. It's like, I'm tired of everybody talking about Gustav and freaking Christian. I'm, I'm here too. Yeah, and he had some uh, bad luck with uh, crashing uh, yes. in the World Cup earlier this year. So we had some, uh, yeah, broken arm and surgery there. So hopefully he will be ready to, to rock on in Bergen. And so then the rest of your year, it will be Kona, yep. right? And, well, Collins Cup. Kona. Yeah, Collins Cup, then Bergen, and then yes. uh, prepare all we can for Kona, and then going to St. George, Yes. and then hopefully Bermuda and Abu Dhabi. Okay, afterwards. so with that, yeah. you'll go back to the W2S yeah. format. So, uh, and, yeah. the, the Bermuda race is the weekend after St. George, Oof. so it's mostly to get back into the short course racing and yeah, manage my expectations a bit, so I don't think it's... I mean, it's possible to win there, obviously. Right. It's always possible, but um, it's going to be hard. When you look at the, all the great races you've had the last number of years, you look at one, I've obviously said Lausanne was really, really important. Is there one, that, one win that means the most to you? Um, yeah, I mean, every victory is uh, pretty, it's, special. It's pretty special. But uh, I think uh, Nice was kind of like... You prove yourself for the world, and Daytona was me more proving myself to myself, because uh, yeah, the race course in Daytona was so different from Nice. Totally. And uh, I kind of expected the win in Nice more because uh, it was not only the distance; it was also the course. And uh, coming from bike racing earlier in my like, yes. youth, I know how to handle a bike, and especially in the downhill, I felt confident there. Right. And uh, just enjoying myself. But in Daytona, was more pure power. And looking at power number, I'm not the greatest cyclist. I'm more like, yeah, more tactical or right. technical, I guess. 
so winning there was uh, important for me and my confidence, for sure. This race, because of the multiple laps, because of the climbing, because of the potholes, yeah. this is a bike handler type of course. Yeah, I think it's quite technical. Yes. And it's not, uh, it's hard to find a rhythm to just push on all the way through. You kind of right. have to be careful and watching forward and do a lot of choices. Right. And I think that suits me quite well. And also the Love distance it. of 80K, it's pretty nice. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Gustav, always a pleasure. And you're a 100% guy. My yeah. favorite sunglasses on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. It would cool. Be look weird to have them on indoors, but uh, yes. brought the shirt at least. I love that. And you've got, uh, uh, we're talking Peter Sagan. We're talking yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. We, we need to get a photo shoot with the three of you guys together. 100%. Three world 100%. icons, yeah. all 100%. Yeah, that would it. be cool. Gustav, always a pleasure to chat with you. And I'm looking forward to watching you and Christian Erbeos racing on Sunday. Thank you. Gustav Eden has been our guest, everybody. Hold on. We will be right back.